to quote Sheena Marie Shea from Vanderpump Rules and also Penny Lane from Almost Famous. It's all happening. Everyone, it's Connor. A new week, more drama, and another reminder that you need, need, need to sign up for our Patreon, which is our bonus content platform where you get extra drama every week, whether that be on our Instagram close friends or with special bonus episodes where Dylan and I talk about all things theater, pop culture, love, and life. Let me tell you, it is all happening. $5 a month, your support goes a long way to the pod. And speaking of Penny Lane and Almost Famous, boy, do we have a treat for you. We've got the star of the new Broadway musical, Almost Famous, on the pod today. And to make it even more special, we recorded this the day of his first preview, aka Mean Girls Day. Get ready for a fun chat about that. But anyway, not to set it all up too much, you're going to love this conversation. You're going to love Casey. And if you love us, you're also going to love our Patreon. So go subscribe. What are you literally waiting for? All right, on to the show. Press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to take spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will, will we talk, talk to today? today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life. I am Connor McDowell. And I am Dylan McDowell. Connor, we're on the eve of some very exciting music releases. And I know that you just saw one of your faves, Carly Rae Jepsen, in concert, but she's got an album coming out. Yes. And as she said at the concert, she was like, well, she played maybe three or four new songs, a few that she's released as singles and one that she hadn't, but it really hit. It was great. And then she was like, if you like this song, you can hear it in my new album coming out October 21st. That shouldn't be a hard date to remember because Taylor Swift's also releasing her next album on the same day. Oh, that's tough. Here we go. Yeah. Poor Carly. She she deserves to have, you know, more acclaim and, you know, commercial success than she does other than, you know, a couple hit singles and being loved by gay men everywhere. She deserves more. You know, she she did play Cinderella on Broadway and she was Frenchie in Grease Live. So, so we need her for the pod, is what you're saying. We we absolutely do. <laughs> we need Carly Wait, Connor, Connor, after you saw Carly, the first thing I said was, did she sing I Need an Angel, the added song they put in Grease Live? <laughs> yeah, which and you we said, love. you know, and you you very like took me very seriously. And you said, you know, she didn't, <laughs> which was nice. But you know, I've been thinking a lot about the idea of stan culture because you mentioned that to me that you do stand Carly. Oh, you talked oh, yeah, about it on our last episode, episode from last week. And I was thinking, you know, I don't know if I really stand people anymore in the way that I did back. I think the last time that I majorly stand a band was One Direction, which well, yeah. no shame, no shame whatsoever as a, as a as a directioner all grown up. I feel like it's cool to have now loved them from the start because of where specifically Harry's career has gone. But right, I'm, right, a, Nile, right. I'm a Nile boy through and through. <laughs> well, in the words of Lana Del Rey, appropriated for my own usage, to stand is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to do because it used to be so pure. You know, you're in you're in high school or even like pre a lot of social media when there was still a lot of mystery around celebrity. You you kind of could and you didn't know all of the the little missteps and the bad things these people were doing. And sometimes it's hard to unknow what celebs or stars are doing at this point when um, they're doing a little bit problematic or unwell. And I know I think 
because everything is captured, you know? I do, quote unquote, stand Taylor Swift, but I do recognize yes. the things that are troublesome about her. But that's everyone, right? I mean, I guess in this uh, world of access, we, we have to take everyone for all they are. Yeah. I can't wait and for the next album. I know. That'll be amazing. But also, it's kind of funny we're talking about this because the musical that we'll probably be talking a lot about during today's podcast is ultimately about standing a band or somebody. Yeah, it's, you're right. You're right. You know, Penny Lane was the original Stan culture type person as a Band-Aid. <laughs> and, um, you know, a lot of those bands back in the day had those. Is a roadie someone who followed the band or are they someone who slept with the band? I don't remember. Roadie uh, groupie? Wait, is one of those a yeah. euphemism? I think both. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe our guests know. Anyways. Um, I'm wait, a road, wait, isn't a roadie when you get... Wait. Roadhead? No, I think it's when you take a drink on the road. It's when you take a drink on the road in your Uber. Are you sure? I think so. I think it could be both. But anyway. I don't know. Yeah, so... Anyways. I'm obsessed with that. And I cannot wait, because we haven't had anyone from this show on our show yet. And I, I am thrilled because tonight's their first preview. So no one's actually it seen it since 2019 on the West Coast. Yes. So we, this is so exciting. Dylan, I feel kind of like tingly all of a sudden, knowing that it's like a big <laughs> night tonight. It is okay, a big let's night. Do this. It is. Let's do this. It's all happening. Our guest today is the fresh face star of the eagerly anticipated Broadway adaptation of the iconic film, Almost Famous. He takes on the role of William Miller, the onstage surrogate for the show's writer, Cameron Crowe. Cast before he was even a high school graduate, our guest has made waves in the theater community as a Jimmy Awards finalist, which is iconic as is. A performer since he was a little boy, our guest is an award-winning director, writer, and producer. Upcoming, he'll be seen leading the MGM feature film, Dark Harvest, and portraying Kiss legend Gene Simmons in Spinning Gold. He's made appearances in Everything Must Go, as well as shows Birch, Acts of Crime, directed by Sam Ismail from Mr. Robot, American Blackout, and on stage regionally in A Christmas Carol, and most recently, Next to Normal. We're thrilled to be sitting down with him today before he fully bursts onto the Broadway scene. Please welcome to drama, Casey Light. Wow, wow. You guys, you guys really set me up well. You guys, oh my gosh, you always do this. The best setups. You did your research. Well, of course. And it's fun. It was, it, you were fun. Dylan does it all himself. I feel like I need to just tell everyone it's Dylan. He is the researcher historian. And I kind of just hitch my um, horse to his wagon. Wait, is that the expression? Wagon to his horse? My brain isn't connecting today. And I'm, I'm kind of like, <laughs> what are these expressions? Or what do these words actually mean? But anyway, Casey, I'm so thrilled to chat with you. I have to say moments before we met, I was on your TikTok watching you sing and um, <laughs> oh, God. you were doing some One Direction. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Was there a little one D on there? Yeah, probably. I, I can't remember specifically which one, but I was a Stan. I've always been a Stan of, uh, yes. of all the things. Um, so we're in good company. Yeah, you absolutely are. I was, I was so vibing off of your, off your combo earlier. <laughs> and can you confirm, can you confirm roadie and groupie oh fans God. of the band? Roadies are people who travel uh, with the band and help the band, and then the groupies are usually the girls that um, okay. travel with the band. And okay, and 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 we make a commentary about what a groupie is in our show, and the difference between a groupie and the women in our show that call themselves band aids. Very specific differences, but you have to see the show to find out. Okay, oh it's like just the perfect nostalgia piece. I think that like. It's such a, an iconic movie for many reasons, but 
I am so excited to see it on Broadway. It's it's one of those ones that everyone's been wanting for a long time. Really? Oh, that's mm-hmm. great to hear. Yeah, and you're, of course, in this legendary role. We'll get all into it. Yes. But first, we do have to ask, because we do find you on a very important day. Casey, are you well? You know, I'm very well. Uh, today is October 3rd, um, which is uh, the first preview and my Broadway debut. And I'm very well thinking about that. I uh, I couldn't sleep very well last night, um, which is, is fine because the adrenaline will, will pull me through. But it's a day that we've not only been waiting for for three years with this show, but, you know, any any performer like me has been waiting for it for most of their life. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very well. Thank you for asking. Oh my God, Casey, when you were like, today is October 3rd, I thought you were going to say, which is Mean Girls Day. Mean Girls <laughs> Day. And, and that is my favorite day. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Oh my God. Wait, I quietly was a stan of Mean Girls the musical, but we won't get into it today. But I, for some reason, <laughs> really loved it. You did. You loved it too? You could Super play Aaron. Fun. Oh, please. I'll take it. I'd love to. I feel like though he doesn't have enough vocal. Like Aaron doesn't I get know. enough to sing, so I that I'd be upset that you wouldn't have more juicy vocal moments to um, bless us with. Hey, but uh, the guy who originated it was Kyle Seelig, another Jimmy Award alum. So uh, I would be happy to fill those shoes. It'd be very cool. Yes. Okay. So what year were you at Jimmy's? Like, was who else was in your in your class, so to speak? Yeah, it was uh, 2019. It was the year after the Regina George, Evan Hansen uh, moment with Andrew Barth Feldman and Renee Rapp. And, okay. um, and yeah, our two winners were Ethan Kelso and um, Ekele Ukegbu. And they both brought down the house. And um, I was happy to be a finalist. And yeah, there was lots of amazing people that are working there's another friend of mine uh michael iskander who is in kimberly akimbo right now yes yes oh my gosh he's one of the teens yeah he's one of the teens i just took a picture with his face because he's like two (laughs) two like theaters away from me and yeah it's a lot of i'm sure i'm missing a bunch of people oh Haley dorch who's on the lame is tour great great um, group right now. It's certainly like an incubator for for casting directors to see like the next generation of talent. It's really yeah. exciting. Who was the host that year? Ben Platt. Oh my gosh. Ben Platt was the host, yes. Ben Platt was the host. And then what did you perform at the Jimmy's? I uh, went to the Jimmy's with uh, Jean Valjean, which I played at my high school. Oh, I love, I love a high school Jean Valjean. <laughs> yes, that was me. <laughs> Exactly the right age, um, yes. and and then I sang Santa Fe for my finalist solo. And I did watch that, and that is incredible. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate that. A little a little lyrical flub that yes, that you a little beautifully. lyrical flub that <laughs> oh, I will really? never live down. I will never live down. Even the comments were like, "He really recovered beautifully." Like, and they got like all these <laughs> likes. It's like. I love that we can look past that kind of stuff, though. I mean, we've seen people mess up words on Broadway, and Adele does it every time she performs live on television. You know, it's it happens. Yeah. <laughs> that's know? that's really true. Gosh, that's really cool that you're part of the Jimmy's, the Jimmy's family. I feel like they've totally taken off over the last few years, and everyone, people of all ages, we are obsessed with the Jimmy's. I think because the performances are just so heartfelt, wholesome, and passionate, and you guys are fucking good. It's oh, crazy. 
I appreciate that. Yeah, it is really special. It It's like really cool, especially being, you know, growing up kind of watching the Jimmy Awards um, through high school and kind of that becoming this new dream for kids beyond just the end goal. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, there's so many other options to, to success like that. That was my like dream. I just wanted to like, I was sitting there waiting to hear if my name would get called um, back at the regional program that got okay. me there. And I was like, oh man, anybody who just like got to just step their foot on a Broadway stage once. Like I was like, I will mop the stage. I will do anything. <laughs> and the fact that there's just like a program out there that could possibly get me to not only step foot on it, but get to perform on it. Like that just amazed me and i can't believe it's real and yeah it was such such a privilege to do it that's kind of a seamless transition into a, a question we ask all of our guests but you said that was one of your dreams to end up there and we like to ask everyone who comes on drama about their ring of keys moment which is an expression we borrow from fun home the musical uh, it's that moment of recognition where maybe you saw a performance you were consuming art or pop culture in some way and it made a light switch go off in you and you realized wow i have got to be a part of this i i identify with this it's my ring of keys do you feel like casey you have a moment like that that you can pinpoint or a couple moments yeah it's interesting man it's like i think my story is is so i mean it's it's good it's easy to explain but it's also it's so it's an it's an entire podcast in itself so i'll i won't bore <laughs> you with that not a chance it's definitely pretty long story short I started acting when I was three and I've never not been an actor because your conscience really kind of grows into yourself when you're three. So it's like, you know, I don't remember the first three years of my life that I wasn't an actor. So it's like, huh. I've always kind of just acted and there've just been many moments along the way that I was reconfirmed of, of that dream. Um, my mom was never really a stage mom, but she got me into it. She did um, Les Mis on Broadway, and she was a double cover for Eponine and Cosette at the Imperial Theater across the street from the Jagas. But that's another story. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and yeah, she got me into it um, pretty young, playing her son in A Christmas Carol, one of my two regional credits. Yeah, and, and then I just kind of kept going from there. The next moment would have been, you know, performing with her and then realizing how much I loved that. And then I saw my godfather in Les Mis. Thematic, very thematic. Yeah, many years later. And I remember standing on his stage afterwards and just looking out and being like, oh man, I really want to do this. And then a year later, I, uh, I played Jean Valjean in Les Mis. <laughs> and uh, then got to the Jimmys. And then the Jimmy Awards was a huge Ring of Keys moment where I was like, oh, man, maybe the dream isn't as far away as I thought it was. Because mm. we, we kind of put it in that area of like, oh, someday someone will be lucky enough. But actually, it's just like it could be any of us at any time. So, yeah, I think those were three of, of many. I love how Les Mis really has this like, through line through yeah. all of your um impressionable theatrical experiences do you yeah. <laughs> maybe this is a silly question but do you like Les Mis do you enjoy the musical no I actually really don't like I'm just kidding no, <laughs> I love I love Les Mis it's it's the best musical of all time it's just yeah it's, it's, so it's also 
such a great thing about it is also I have not even mentioned all my connections to Lamez. By the way, uh, <laughs> I played I played Gavroche when I was uh, a very young child. That was one of the things. Oh. But yeah, it's just one of those shows you can grow up through. I mean, you can literally play Val- like Gavroche, and then you can like play Valjean and. I skipped a few characters in the middle. You did, um, you did. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, it, it's just a lovely show. I love it. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that you can connect the dots. You're so eloquent about it as well. It's it's clearly something you've been able to sort of reflect on over the years, I can tell. Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. And so was your mom in the original Broadway cast then? Uh, not the original Broadway cast, but the original Broadway production, yes. And then you came along and you're going to be across the street at the Jacobs how special how special yeah i i was looking at my dressing rooms um because i guess that's something you can like do in this <laughs> i don't know i'm new to this like I no, was, yeah, I they were, know, yeah they were like yeah like you're like number whatever on dressing room picks and i got to pick my dressing room and i was just looking at all of them and i opened the window to one of them and it was the imperial just right through the window and i was like oh man I just cannot believe this. Like, it was just crazy. And then the other day, my face was on the Imperial sign because they're advertising other shows. And I was just like, oh, man, my whole dream was just to, like, be like her, you know? And, And here I am. I'm just so lucky. The whole cast is filled with... Broadway faves. I mean, yeah. Drew Galing, Anika Larson, Chris Wood. Well, I don't know. Has he has he done Broadway either? No, he hasn't. This is his Broadway debut. Okay, because we saw him play Melchior on yes. the like I want to say non X Spring Awakening tour yes, it was. in maybe twenty uh, ten. We were in twenty eleven. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember being like, "Who is this bomb ass hottie? So <laughs> hot!" And then I'm watching The Vampire Diaries as one does as a reasonable 22 years old and he pops up in season like five or six as this like iconic villain and he totally chewed it up for the last few seasons and i love him he's great yeah Yeah, absolutely i was just watching um an interview of uh derek klena who is also i'm a huge fan of him as well and he name dropped chris wood because his derek klena's first audition was uh in new york for the non-act tour of spring awakening Oh, wow. So you have like the two hotties of the industry both uh-huh. going for Melchior <laughs> and the non-actor of Spring Awakening. Just, just wait, hang on, wait. Awesome. before we started this, you said that you know John Gallagher Jr. And yes. you told him one of his past roles is a dream role of yours. Is it Moritz? No, it's actually Johnny in Spring uh, in, in American Idiot. American Idiot, um, okay. But yeah, I mean, like Moritz is like obviously like a dream. Like if, I don't know, like that, that would be an amazing role to ever get to play as well. Over Melchior? See, that's the thing, isn't it? It's that's the thing. See, for women, it's Glinda or Alphaba, but for men, it's it's, it's Moritz Melchior. Melchior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they're both great roles. They're they're both definitely on on the top tens of dreams. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Johnny, I've always loved Green Day music, and um, I loved how like Johnny got to play Johnny. Like that was so <laughs> kind of personal and special and. Yeah, love that show. And that's another Tom Kitt show. So okay, Yeah, and we, we need to get into Tom Kitt as well. Okay, wait. So we, we've got to talk about Almost Famous at Large here because I'm so curious. Is there original music in it or is it 
I don't want, I don't know if this word is offensive or not. Is it a jukebox musical? Like, I guess I don't know. Yeah. So it is mostly original. Um, we have a great deal of songs from the seventies as well, which is really cool. And they have those signature Tom kit stamps of gorgeous orchestrations on top of them. And yeah, yeah. You'll notice a few. I mean, you'll notice the one that, everyone talks about with almost famous if you know the movie that one might be in it if you see it and then there's a really interesting group of songs that i think i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to hype up our own show too much but i enjoy them quite a bit and i also enjoyed next to normal quite a bit and i think this is this is quite a a crazy amazing step for tom kitt I love to hear that. Next to Normal is one of our favorites. And I feel like, and he's done, I mean, he's always working on stuff. He's like the busiest man. And Mm -hmm. I feel like he has yet to write something in that same vein because the first follow-up was If Then, and that was a little bit more, you know, it was certainly contemporary, but there wasn't necessarily that electric rock edge to it Mm -hmm. that Next to Normal had. But this feels like the right successor in that vein he's a chameleon man i Mm -hmm. i I say that all the time but he kind of just disappears into whatever he's working on you know the vibe is always dead on to the project and him and cameron have worked together to make songs that you feel like are even in the score of the movie Mm. you know like the soundtrack of the movie and it it just it definitely feels right so I hope you guys think so as well. Oh, yes. I am itching to get there. And Cameron Crowe, who you play sort of, it, the movie is sort of autobiographical in, in a way, right? Like about his yeah. his youth or an experience he had in his youth. Yeah. So you're playing that character. And have you gotten to work with Cameron much? Yeah, Cameron's there every single day. He's the book writer of the show. And uh, he has become one of the most important people in my life probably ever will be um he's yeah i just got dinner with him the other day and we were talking about how unbelievably special it has been to spend as much time together as we have because you know you shoot a movie and it and it goes by pretty fast i mean you can live in a bubble of a movie for six months sometimes a year depending on what you're shooting but it's still only six months to a year you know we have spent three years together it's been really yeah really unique um and no one else kind of gets to do it and i'm sorry i'm sorry but i'm so thankful that we get to kind of do that because it's it's a musical and it takes a long time to do it doesn't happen like a movie and um it's been thankful been cool were you a fan of the movie before you were cast i know i mean for me personally like I'm 29. I hadn't seen Almost Famous until actually till we were in like quarantine lockdown during COVID. I was like, oh, this is one of those movies I've always wanted to see. That's obviously iconic. Kate Hudson's Oscar nomination, et cetera. So I was first exposed to it like two years ago. What was your first exposure to the film? Yeah, I mean, I'm a big film buff and I'm really ashamed to say I didn't know the movie when I was asked to audition. And um, that really bugged me. And I still have to sit with that to this day, but um, <laughs> that's okay. You're safe to share here, you know. Yes, really express that is a dose of drama. There, that I just didn't know <laughs> this uh, 
this movie. And, and then I watched it right before I auditioned and I was like, wow, how did I not know? It's so incredible. Oh, it really is. And, and knowing now that you've gotten to work so closely with Cameron is incredible. And I feel like that is something that is unique and you should definitely be proud of that. You know, don't, don't apologize. You said, I'm sorry earlier. No need to apologize. But do you have a big song that you are so excited for audiences to hear in the show? Yeah, I do. I have a few. I think the one that I probably, I don't know. I think I can talk about it, but I think the one that the first one I'm excited for y'all to hear um, is a song called No Friends, which was um, one of my audition pieces. And it's just a really personal and, and emotional and cool song. I don't know. I will leave it there just because I don't want to overhype it. But I'm, I really dig the song. I connected with Cameron over it in our first meeting back in 2019 and um, stayed in the show. And don't think it's leaving. Okay. But okay. we I'll start previews tonight. Previews. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Food tonight. Yeah. So, and and that's, that's actually a good transition to what I was going to ask. You know, you did the show three years ago at the old globe, the world has changed in the last couple of years, but this piece has remained as sort of a nostalgic time capsule. What has changed about the show from West coast now to East coast? It's everything that you loved on the West coast. If you saw it and expanded in areas that you wouldn't have thought about visually it is changed quite a bit in terms of like, it's the same set, but we have new ways of kind of making it a spectacle in, in an authentic way, you know, like just transporting you just even a little bit more. We used to have these huge painted backdrops that we would roll in um, that, were, that looked like postcards. And now we've found a way to do that um, with the combinations of... Uh, different set pieces and, and, and screens and projections and stuff like that, that really, really transport you in a way that still feels authentic and doesn't just feel like you're watching, you know, like a movie sure. on stage. Cause why would we do that? We are, right. there already is a movie and yeah. And then that's, that's the technical side. And then also there's been a lot more expanding of the characters. You know, there's more material for, Penny, there's more material for William, there's more material for uh, Russell, there's a lot more deepening of everything, especially because the last three years just deepened us as humans. Mm. And um, I think that also improved our connection to each other or, you know, our chemistry since we all went through it together. I mean, we were, we were on Zoom calls for like, every Wednesday for like a few months of the pandemic. Like just keeping in touch. I mean, this is truly a tribe, a family that has just really been through it for the past three years. And and now we get to present it to Broadway tonight. So you get to see what those relationships have done in three years. Yeah. I cannot wait. I need to know something. Wait, we can always cut this if you're not allowed to say, but is the iconic scene towards the end on the plane still in it where everyone's sort of like shouting confessions, et cetera? Is it in the musical? It is in the musical. Oh, good, good, yes. good, good. You know, <laughs> most of the moments that you will remember from the movie are in it. There's actually just like more moments that deepen it, but there's not really any. Thing, too many things that that you will clock missing 
Okay. Okay. Is Anika Larson cool. playing the Frances McDormand mother role? She is. Okay. And I figured. She is absolutely perfect. Okay. I'm so excited. I, I could ask you specifics all day, but I'm mostly just excited to go in cold and see it hopefully sometime this fall. You know, I'm in Columbus, Ohio. I don't know if you knew that I'm not in New York, but Connor is, but he'll, he'll hopefully wait for me so we can see it together. We'll see. I don't know. I'm getting too excited. <laughs> um, wait, Casey, I also saw that you were in the workshop for the outsiders. I was. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Because you were pony boy, right? I was. I was pony boy. And, and that's actually another like ring of keys moment. Those both asked me at audition after the Jimmy Awards. And Sweet. that's, um, so the, I have a long history with both of those shows. They've, they're both unbelievably close to my heart. And yeah, like really, really, really special show. And they will be fine. La, La Jo- they're doing a run in La Jolla and okay. I'm sure they will be very loved. And um, I most likely will not be around for that one because I'll be doing this show, but um, they have an unbelievable cast. Justin Levine on music, uh, Jamestown sweet. Revival on music, um, and um, Adam Rapp on the book, Donna oh, wow. Taymor directing of Passover fame. And um, yeah, it is it is a equally as special and amazing show in their own world over there. Yeah. And I was I was just thankful to be a part of it so many years later because I didn't ever think I was going to get to once I joined Almost Famous. Again, another cultural blind spot for me is The Outsiders. I mean, I of course know Pony Boy and things about it, but I've never read the book or seen the movie. Wow. Uh, I know. Wow. I, that's actually like one of the like three books I have read. Um, <laughs> oh, that's surprising to me. because And the reason it's one of those books is because it was forced reading in high many. school for many it is <laughs> oh man but yeah it's um it's great it's you really got to check it out it, it you should introduce yourself with the musical if uh if it ever transfers um yeah yeah that's so exciting okay wait so you mentioned earlier that you are a film buff um or a movie buff whatever you want to say what are some of your favorites like do you do you um follow any actors i guess we're using the word stan today are there is there anybody out there who you're like oh i need to see Every time Leo has a movie or Timothy. Oh, I mean, a million. I'm just a fan, man. Like, I just, I'm a fan of everything. Like, I see people walking down the street um, and I flip out. Like, I just, like, (laughs) I have to meet them. Like, yesterday it was Stephanie J. Block on the street. And, like, I was like, I have to say hi. Like, how am I going to not? And then, like, even, like, the newest swing in the longest running show that you've like ever heard. Like I know, like I just keep track of all of them on social media. So yeah, I always have to meet them and say hi and watch all their work. Um, But yeah, like my favorite actor is Christian Bale. So I have to watch all of his movies. Like Mm -hmm. I'm very excited for Amsterdam. It's coming out and yeah, just super cool stuff. Yeah. Wait, wasn't Christian Bale in something this summer? And I was like surprised by it what what was it was he in a movie oh he was in thor yes thunder yeah yeah he's always great oh you're so funny casey you knew you had that right at the i did i did i'm ashamed (laughs) to say no No, not no no not at all that's so funny okay so during the pandemic you also did next to normal and this was a cool moment because you performed with your broadway veteran mother again but this Mm -hmm. time with the knowledge that you would be going to broadway 
eventually. What was that experience like? That was uh, that was really really irreplaceable. Um, and I'm so glad you brought that up as well. And I cannot believe the research you guys do. Um, <laughs> yes, it was, it was a production I produced along with a community theater that I have been doing shows at since I did Les Mis um, when I was Gavroche and I was 10 years old. And yeah, that was unbelievably crazy just to kind of assemble a bunch of friends that I thought were just my favorite talents ever. Um, along with my mom and getting to play such a deep and personal story with my mom about a mother and son on top of it. It's also a Tom Kitt musical, you know, and I'm about to leave to go do a Tom Kitt musical. I was just unbelievably glad. And also like, it's just, it kind of a big part of it for me was like, it was so cool to kind of have people believe in me enough to where I had a theater that was just like, you know what, if you want to do this piece of theater, let's do it. I just love that mentality. And then like this whole cast and this orchestra we assembled of a bunch of people who were like, you know what, like we need this right now. Like it was just out of the pandemic, like theater was just coming back. And it was like this feeling of like, you know what, whatever we need to do, spare no expense, we'll find a way and it was so, so, so cool. Oh, I, I wish I could have seen it. It's, it's like I mentioned earlier, one of my favorites. And I think that everyone can find some character in there to relate to. Did your mom have any trouble being convinced? That's a great question. You know, it's a beast of a role. It is a beast of a role. And, and honestly, like, I think the, the things that we realized about what playing those roles would be were things we didn't realize till afterwards like like how heavy that material is and how you know it's not a normal mother and son like spoiler alert if you haven't seen the show maybe skip a few seconds but like (laughs) (laughs) he's not alive like like contrary to the song i'm alive but uh you know like it's a really heavy ask and i guess it's maybe dark to say she didn't skip a beat to say yes like we've been wanting to perform together since christmas carol over 10 years ago and um getting to do it again was just something she was really excited to do and honestly i really wanted to reintroduce her back into the theater community because she she did theater and then she raised me and then she raised my sister and then she became my theater teacher and directed me in Lamez, by the way. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. Love. Who, who better to direct you in it, Exactly, right? exactly. And then, uh, and yeah, I was like, you know, now is time. I'm on my way out. My sister's going into high school. Now is the time that she needs to be back in a role like, like Diana in, mm. in Next Normal. That is incredible. Is there video footage of you doing, Gabe? There is. There's quite a bit. I should, I should post something. I would love to see something. What was your favorite moment to do each night? Ooh, other than the amazing, like, two songs. I mean, I love, like, um, I'm Alive and um, whatever that song is with the mom and the dad. Uh, you Don't Know. The, you Don't Know, I'm, I'm the One. I'm the One, yeah, that one. Yeah. I love those two, but the I think my favorite was probably the dance with mm-hmm. the mom 
to the music box. It's like, oh, gave me a chill so, just thinking about it. <laughs> so, yeah, I was I was bawling closing night. I was just like, when am I gonna get this again? Mm-hmm. You know, so wow, crazy. Wow, wow, wow. So, does she teach at like the local high school? Yeah. Yeah, she teaches okay. at Chandler High, and they just won Best Musical last year and two years ago. So oh I think Chandler High is on the up right now. Shout out to Chandler <laughs> High. And is your sister a performer? She is. She is a big performer, and she really loves to do it behind my back when I'm not looking. Of course, <laughs> of course. Because she, you know, I think for a while she she wanted to have her own thing. And she does. She does have her own thing. She's way more into dancing than I am. And I do enjoy dancing, but she loves it. And uh, and that's that's definitely her thing. But she's also a fantastic actor and, and singer as well. She just did a play and she was amazing. What is uh, Chandler High going to be putting up this year? Or is it not? An- I know it's always a big to do to announce oh it's what if this is the moment i'm like guys you're doing uh, no (laughs) this is um no they're doing anastasia um and uh i'm super excited for them they have they have a great group of talent wait i I just thought of that video of that theater teacher wait please tell me you've seen this where she's like announcing the musical and she's got the two and she's like we're doing them both and the kids are all screaming (laughs) yes That's yeah, I love. What that if that stuff. was your mom? I'd be dead. <laughs> That's actually my mom. Yeah. It was like the prom and something else. I forget. I forget now what that was. Oh my uh, god, amazing! That's so funny. Um, wait, Casey. So also, you have done a little bit of um, little film and television over the years. Yes, I have. But what have those experiences been like? You know, unbelievably special, and I can only hope and wish that I get more of it because it's just like, I realized specifically last year, cause I got to do two films that you mentioned, Spinning Gold and, and Dark Harvest. And those were like back to back and they were such drastically different experiences. Um, one was like a supporting role for a few days that happened to be like a rock star that right. we all know and love. <laughs> and then like the next one was, you know, number one on the call sheet every single day, like, you know, 8 a.m. to whatever. And then sometimes we do these, these night shoots that would go you know, 12, 14 hours, you know, these oh like gosh. long shoots. And they were so different. And I just remember feeling in the middle of them, I was like, oh my gosh, I love this just as much as I love musical theater. It's just like the love for getting to escape and to just do, live in a world that is not real for a brief moment and getting to go into these characters, no matter the format, no matter mm-hmm. if it's stage or film or, or TV or, or, or whatever, or even music, like all of those things, it's just so, so special. And I had so much fun with it. So yeah, I hope I get to do more. Yeah. Will we be able to see either of those films soon? Do I know? No, I don't, okay. <laughs> I don't know when they will be coming out. Um, supposedly, Spinning Gold will be soon, and supposedly, Dark Harvest will also be soon. But we will see. Uh, okay. More updates on my social media and the other updates via deadline and whatever. <laughs> oh, yes, that's usually where it is. Wait, um, so you played Gene Simmons. Did you have to do the tongue thing? 
I did have to do the tongue thing. Yeah. And they never asked me about it, which huh. is so weird. Like they never were like, can you do the tongue thing? Huh. I just showed up one day and I did the tongue thing. And they were like, someone asked me, they were like, did they hire you because of your tongue? And I was like, well, first of all, I think that's offensive. But second of all, um, second of all, no, they didn't. Like I can't, I, and I didn't think about that till that moment. I was like, mm -hmm. what if I couldn't do the tongue thing? Like, <laughs> That would ruin this performance. Maybe they'd have to like CGI it in. So yeah, but fortunately, I I, I was able to do it. I like <laughs> I I broke my tongue by the end of it, though. Oh, I, was I can like, imagine. It just oh, it's so painful. Did I they like, hire you for your tongue? Oh my I'm God. sitting here like all of a sudden being like, I want to do the tongue thing myself. Like I'm like thinking about the tongue. I'll do it later. Um, Okay. You know, when you look in the mirror, you know. You know. <laughs> well, Casey, you've shared so much with us today, and our convo is wrapping up very sadly. But before we leave, we do like to end on a dose of drama. This could be a pop culture recommendation, something you've been doing, watching, reading, something you want to rant about, rave about, promote. It could be truly anything at all. And I'll kick it off today, which I feel like I've been doing, Dylan. So I apologize for always jumping. No, I in like front it. Of you. I, I always get nervous. I'm like, wait, should I do what I was, what I came in with, or you do I always it based get on nervous? My... I know. So I have randomly been watching this show on HBO called Industry. Have you guys heard of it? Yes, I've heard of it. Heard of it? Never seen it. I still am not quite sure how to describe what it's about, but it's basically like these grad students who work at this investment banking firm in london and i can't quite follow all the plot logistics in terms of like the the jargon they use at work but it is so intense it's kind of like succession meets parts of like how to get away with murder and like elite Ooh. from netflix and a little bit like um it's, it reminds me of something else too but it's like these like young hot kids who like do drugs and have sex and are being crazy but they're like so, so euphoria it's euphoria, euphoria. Yeah, yeah but they're like their drive is to be successful in their careers but it's it's about how their personal lives inter intermix with it and dylan you'd be obsessed with this one boy who's on it you always tell me that and that's gonna sell me on it i mean i know but it's really good it's really good i like i said i don't really get a lot of the plot but <laughs> I, i'm obsessed with it that's so, so can't recommend it enough i think season two just wrapped and i'm still part way through season one but okay i'll literally check it love out. it Dylan, do you have a dose of drama today? Yeah, mine is also a recommendation for those who have Disney Plus. I'm so late to the party on this, but there's a documentary about Howard Ashman that came out a long time ago called Howard. And it's sort of about his, his career as a musical theater writer and his impact on the Disney canon. And it is so beautiful. I was literally tearing up within the first five to 10 minutes because it opens with them um, recording the soundtrack to Beauty and the Beast. And he was there in the room and everything. And it is like chills. I mean, that is for me, Beauty and the Beast was the first show Connor and I ever saw on Broadway. And so hearing that the orchestra really gets me going. And I mean, it's sad and beautiful. We all know how the story ends, but, and you, you by like, after like the 90 minutes, you're like, oh, like in what world does this, the ending actually be different? And is he alive? And, you know, we see what his impact would have been. It's it's so sad, but so cool. And I love that Disney openly promoted a gay man in this documentary and like told his story and didn't really shy away from the details. So it was awesome. I recommend it. You know, I don't love I a documentary. I know, I know. But I, know, I, know. I will, I, I need to watch it. it Connor doesn't like the way they make him feel, Casey. It's weird. I know. Sometimes <laughs> documentaries make me, I think it's triggering because it goes back to the high school history class or something. And I'm just kind oh. of. 
Oh, interesting. There's some good docs, you know. I recently got into docs. I, 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 I feel what you were saying. Definitely does have that kind of like, I feel like I'm being taught something vibe. And <laughs> uh-huh. I don't exactly know how accurate it is because I'm not <laughs> the historian here. Um, but, uh, but yes, um, yeah, I recently got into it. And, and I've been really into documentaries recently about like, you know, people who like had to stream and all that stuff and, mm-hmm. and, and what happened to them. Yeah. Anyways, that's, that's not my dose of drama. That's not, yeah, yeah. I know. I was going to say, <laughs> wow, well, this is your dose. That's great. Um, Casey, yeah. What do you have for us today? You know, mine is pretty on brand. Uh, I am going to rant and rave about this season because we waited three years to come into this is the rant part of it we waited three years to come into broadway and then we happened to come into broadway on quite possibly it seems like one of the most biggest and competitive huge seasons i'm like oh my gosh it just looks amazing like i know my sister is going to be far more thrilled about k-pop than she is about my show and that's fine um and then you know my friends in kimberly akimbo and that's gonna be amazing and then uh gosh what else oh sweeney um and juliet and juliet you know there's just amazing stuff and that's the rant part of it the rave is just like kind of like wow how like how kind of cool and special you know like we sit around the television screen and watch you know, the Tonys or, or like, if you're like me, you watch the million interviews of all the shows, even if they didn't make it to the Tonys. Of course. Yeah, like, it's just so cool that we're a part of a crazy cool season like this with a lot of heroes. Like, I just walked out the stage door the other day and uh, the two stars of Top Dog Underdog were just, like, chilling there. And I met Corey on the way to work one day and... um and yeah yeah i gotta meet but yeah i just was like oh my gosh i have followed these guys careers forever how cool josh groban uh being in this season is also pretty crazy because i might be wrong but i am pretty sure my mom sang with josh groban when she was pregnant with me so technically Josh Groban and I have been on a stage. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's so true. Maybe, so, maybe you'll perform at the Tonys at the same time too. That would be insane. But yeah, wow, you're right. This is such an exciting season. I'm thrilled for you. And I love how genuine of a fan you are of the industry that you're working in. That's so refreshing and just lovely to see. Because you know Dylan and I are fans of the industry we work in too. And I think sometimes people lose that feeling of just enjoying it and it seems like you really enjoy it casey so i i appreciate that energy thank you i'm just thankful to be i'm just really i mean i obviously have said it a million times i'm thankful to be here and 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 as hard as it gets as as much as we work i was saying to a friend the other day i was like you know making your dreams come true there's a lot of part of there's a lot of parts of the dream that maybe don't feel like a dream like it's like you know when you're working a 12-hour day and you're really tired you're like you know, is this the dream? Yes, it is. It's still the dream just because it's hard, you know? And, um, and I definitely wanted to make sure that this whole year I was very present in that and remembering that that's what it is. Uh, well, I'm thankful that you shared this day with us before the big first preview tonight. And will you please come back at some point, if it's not later in this season, another time, so we can talk about your favorites and things you've seen and please how the experience has gone. We would absolutely love that. 
please you guys are are so good you you create such a great <laughs> vibe and i i'd i'd love to be back Oh, thank you. That means a lot from you. Connor literally messaged me on Zoom in the middle of this and he said, Case is a dream guest. You are. Aww. You're like so fun. You're down to just chat and share so much and you seem like enthusiastic and and um, happy to be here. But everyone can keep up with you by following you on Twitter and Instagram at just Casey Likes. And TikTok. And TikTok. Yes. Yeah, yes. and TikTok. I think it was Steal My Girl that you sang, the 1D song. I've been trying to remember. Oh, I gotta, that's I gotta look it up. Yes. I gotta look it up. <laughs> but yeah, everyone's that's gotta follow bop. you. And while they're, listeners, while you're following Casey, because I know you're gonna, you gotta go follow us at the Drama Podcast. I'm at Connor McDowell, and Dylan is at Dylan McDowell. That's right. And um, if you are feeling generous, give us a five-star rating, maybe leave a little review. And everyone needs to get their tickets to Almost Famous. It is the hot item of the fall and everyone is going to love it. I am so excited. Casey, break a leg tonight. Thank you so much, y'all. This was such a, such a pleasure. And Connor, I will see you next time. Drama. Drama.